0: Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast. This is A View from the Top, an open space for industry experts to share knowledge, information and expertise on the most relevant topics, events and happenings on their corresponding sectors. Welcome everyone to the newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. I'm your host, Sofia Hanna, and here with us today is Gabriela Ceballos, co-founder and CEO of Hitch. Hitch is a flexible, cutting-edge technology and comprehensive AI-based talent acquisition suite. It combines attraction, ATS, innovative and assertive assessments, and hiring functions. It automates up to 83.87% of the selection process and saves hundreds of hours per hire. Thank you for joining us, Gabriela. We're very excited to have you.
1: Yes, I'm also very happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Gabriela. Before we start with the questions, I'd like to give you some space to introduce yourself, Hitch, and your role within the company.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, you described Hitch very well. We created this software two years ago, more or less, to provide the companies with solutions to help them optimize their recruitment processes. We tried to cover the entire talent acquisition funnel end-to-end. And um, well, I'm Gabriela, I'm CEO of the company. I built this company together with two other co-founders. And uh, we've been working on this for already a while. We come from different backgrounds. So we complement each other very well. Myself, I come from uh, consulting and financial industry. My partners come from technology and also financial industry. And um, I think the thing that motivated me or or pushed me to start Hitch during the pandemics was precisely my last experience in, in a tech company where I learned a lot about building technology products. And um, also my experience throughout my whole professional career from both sides of the recruitment, like applying for jobs and also from uh, hiring new employees to the teams that I was working with.
0: Thank you so much, Gabriela. It's great that you actually mentioned many topics I want to address in our conversation. But first off, I would like for you to share with us the biggest misconceptions regarding HR management and recruitment nowadays.
1: Yeah, so HR is like a huge, huge space. We can divide it for simplicity, like in three different verticals. You have recruitment, you have organizational development, and you have payroll management. So HR teams manage all these different areas with different tools that they use. But the space that is like the most forgotten one or still using very, very traditional tools and doing very manual and tedious tasks is recruitment. So that's why we as started there. Something I mentioned in the introduction
0: was that Hitch uses different technological tools to help with this process. So, for example, what problems can AI fix in the recruitment process? This is very interesting to me because most would think recruitment has to be very personal and human, but many companies are opting to do it
1: through AI. Yeah, definitely. You're not the only one who thinks like that. Actually, it's cool that you brought it up because... AI is what we are using to leverage our platform and to differentiate ourselves from other solutions out there. So we applied this kind of technology with machine learning tools like computer vision or natural language processing to assess candidates through video interviews. This is like our most powerful tool. We apply AI in many different ways, but I'm just mentioning like the most interesting tool that we have there every time i talk about this people get like really excited because they don't think it's possible and also because it's uh, very controversial because of what you said so we used here these tools to analyze candidates in the video interviews we ask them questions that are predefined that were designed by our team of psychologists experts in industrial organizational psychology so they know exactly what to ask for every specific position in every specific industry in every specific area for every and and each seniority level that companies are trying to fill. So once the candidates respond to these questions, they get recorded and we're able to process their answers through the video and the audio they are expressing there in the interview. And we can get what their soft skills are and if they fit to the position, also their cognitive skills. So by using this technology, we're able to automate the acquisition process, the talent acquisition process, and to make it faster because you don't need like, recruiters watching these videos and analyzing them or scoring them or commenting on them. We do that automatically. Once we receive the video, we know exactly what we want to hear from them. We know exactly what we're looking in them. So yeah, it makes it easier. But at the same time, there's a lot of companies who are very skeptical about this kind of technology. And totally fair, actually. That's why we wanted to make Hitch like, really, really flexible so that it adapts to any kinds of needs that companies may have. If you want to be like very into the process, if you really want to get to know the candidates, if you don't trust technology, if you need some time to get there, it's totally fine. We also provide like video interviews that recruiters can design themselves and they don't need to use what we're already designing or what we have predefined for them. So it's as manual as you want it or as automated as you want it. It doesn't matter. You can also do like a combination of both and use certain tools that include AI and others that don't. It's totally fine. And uh, it's worked well for us, actually. There is really good reception of the product that we have. And we're hoping that with time, these clients that are not ready to start using artificial intelligence in their day-to-day activities, they will soon start moving there because they can see what the benefit is and they can learn also from the results that other companies get from that.
0: Of course. And something that is particularly useful about these tools is that at times the HR sector is seen as biased. A recruiter, liking you or not, can be decisive to a person being hired or not. So could this bias be removed from the equation through AI? And if so, how?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, this is what we wanted to fix. It's called human unconscious bias. When you are interviewing someone, you unconsciously have all these prejudices make you lean towards a certain decision. And uh, imagine if you were at a room interviewing not only with one person, but with 100 people assessing you at the same time, you would probably have higher chances to get selected. If you obviously, if you're like a good candidate for the position, because all these people would have their all their different opinions on you and they would be able to balance each other's opinions So this is how we do it. When you're training AI models, we train our models in a way that the unconscious bias can be left out by having many, many different people watching the videos and labeling them. So it's not only any kind of people because there are a lot of crowdsourcing tools that you can use, for example, Amazon Web Services or so to label videos. But we do it ourselves with our team of psychologists and we're pretty sure that they know they are all like highly specialized in astral organizational psychology. So they know precisely what to look in each candidate and each video gets labeled like when we were training the models, obviously not each time, but uh, when we were training the models, each video would get like a thousand reviews and labels just to be sure that there's no bias in there. And then also we would compare it to a benchmark of other companies that are also doing labeling. So we would compare our results to those of, of other companies and see how far or how distant we are until we got to an accuracy level of above 85%, which was our, our milestone. And of course, right now we only have 10 models. That is, we only analyzed 10 different variables of soft skills. But our plan is to get to hundreds or thousands. So at some point, we're going to be able to understand your whole personality just by having you assessed with a video.
0: Perfect, Gabriela. I'd like to move on to a trending topic regarding talent in companies. How could you explain to our audience that it is not that their teams are lacking motivation or something else in the job specifically, but that the development of culture creates in them a sense of being locked in an inability to create or looking for new ways to get their tasks done. This coming from the perspective of companies, not talent.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, we are also seeing it with our clients. They are more and more interested in finding tools that also helps them understand for how long they are going to be able to retain an employee in their companies, because also when they're not productive, when they are not comfortable at the environment that they have to work at, they also drop, you know? So companies are really interested in finding ways to reduce their turnover And to do so, they know that they need to improve their culture. And obviously, after pandemics and after everything went digital, having like a great culture is harder than it was before because you don't have like the ways to reinforce it by being face to face or interacting with each other every day at the office or like at a real space. It's also harder to monitor it or to control it, to understand how happy or how uncomfortable your employees are feeling we are also very certain that we need to assess and understand that before we can recommend a candidate to work at a certain company for the benefit of both stakeholders like applicants and companies so we also have tools to measure the cultural feed and to do that we analyze first like the expectation that the company has in terms of like the high level positions have in terms of the culture that they want for their company. We also assess how the employees perceive that culture, if it's like really how the management wants it to be. And by finding that gap, we try to fill it with the new applicants that or with the new employees that come in. So we look in the applicants or personalities to see if they would fit to what is required there. And not in a way that is very cryptic, like, I don't know, psychometric assessments or so. We do it like in a very direct and specific way. We just measure and ask them like direct questions like, Do you like to dress casual or do you like to dress in a suit? Do you like talking to people sitting next to you or do you prefer to work by with your big headset, you know? So by asking these questions, people have no way to lie or not not lie because it's not lying when you're doing like a psychometric assessment. Sometimes you don't even know the truth about yourself. So you don't know if you're like this or like that because it's really hard to know yourself 100%. So we ask like very, very simple questions and very, very direct questions and the same to both sides. And that's how we get to understand it. And that's how we are able to tell the companies if it makes sense or not to hire someone.
0: Don't you think this might also be related to new generations entering the labor force? I would like to know your thoughts on companies being hesitant on how to manage this new generation and their expectation for companies.
1: Yeah, totally. But to be honest, I mean, those companies have it harder to attract new talent. So they are aware of this or they become aware once they see how hard it is for them to attract new people to their teams. So what we also provide them with is like uh, comparisons to other people's results. Obviously, like in a very confidential way, we don't share any source of information about the companies, but we just show them how successful or the metrics that we are seeing at each company from comparable industries so that they know if there's something that they can fix. At the beginning of the onboarding of a new company, we'll also give them like consulting services so that we can help them define the jobs that they're looking for, because that's also a problem. Sometimes they don't even know what they're looking for. And how to look for that, for those positions, we need to tell them. It's like, there's like a a lot of work to do in this space because there's a lot of education that needs to be spread within these industries. People don't really know, as you said, how to adapt to the new generations. So we also help them with that. We help them to understand what they need to modify and why and also how. And once they learn, they just, like, release them and let them navigate our software freely so that they can do and find whatever they need.
0: Of course, Gabby. I have two more questions for you. Firstly, what are your views on quiet quitting, which has become a growing trend in the workspace and in social media? I have stumbled upon videos explaining it and even some giving tips on how to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that... It's very related to what you were asking me before. It's a generational thing. You sometimes don't feel comfortable enough at the culture that you're, or with the culture that you are working at. So you find ways, not traditional, to break with this and to avoid conflict at all costs. I feel like our generations like really just wanna flow smoothly from jobs to jobs and grow as much as they can without caring about what happens around them. So it's also very, very related to the culture that they are at. And that's why it's super important for companies to first look at that before they start growing or scaling their teams.
0: Thank you, Gaby. Now, what are your top five tips to help recruiters find and secure the best possible teams? I assume the first one would be using Hitch.
1: Yeah, obviously to use Hitch, but... I mean, not necessarily hitch, you can just use whatever tool you find, but it's very important to do this shift towards technology because we're still seeing it, like companies still managing all their processes with an Excel sheet or whatever tool they have available, even like on paper. And that's not going to help them scale. They're going to spend a lot of time just trying to get the work done rather than getting the work done properly. So just to leverage with some sort of technology, whatever they can find, if it's Hitch, better for them. Second thing, as we already discussed, to prioritize their company culture. This is the first step towards building and scaling teams. third thing would be to always monitor because it doesn't stop after the recruitment. I mean, once you onboard, even the onboarding is like really crucial. If you have like a really bad experience while joining a company, you're gonna get like the first impression is or, or second impression because probably first was recruitment, but this this a uh, very bad impression of of the company. So having like a way or a system to monitor the employee experience or once they join the company is also very important. Fourth thing I would recommend to always have someone from the leadership team involved. Otherwise, the culture gets lost. If you start just pushing or delegating this kind of things to the HR teams, you won't be able to transmit and translate what you expect for the company to be. And it requires maintenance because, I mean, if generations change, also values change, also expectations change and everything changes. So you have to be up to date with that. And the last thing, and not less important, also to have some sort of a specialized team who can help you do this, because sometimes you deprioritize, I mean, I keep on calling it HR, but you know, it's changed names to people teams. So it's very important to have a people team within your organization from the very beginning. Sometimes you think I need to allocate budget in more important things, like, I don't know, product or technology or whatever. And once I have like a reasonable number of people in my company, I'm going to hire someone that does HR. And in the meantime, I can do it myself, but it's not true. You need an expert there. You need someone who has a knowledge in psychology and teams management leadership as well, and many other skills that probably you don't have time. If you have the skills, you probably don't have the time because you're very focused in uh, growing the company in the other fronts. So yeah, this is something that needs to be really, really prioritized and something that we face and get challenged Each day, because companies really, really don't want to invest in this. And people is the most important thing in your company to make it successful.
0: I totally agree. And I think what you're saying is very interesting because most companies do see the process as finished once the person has been hired, but particularly with newer generations, they are unafraid to quit because they have so many options and even come across videos on TikTok, for example, encouraging them to do it. So, all you've said is very relevant, especially I think the bit about HR recruiters not only needing recruiting skills, but soft skills, emotional capabilities, is to deal with people, and so on. Lastly, you already mentioned a few, but if you could give some advice to people either looking for a job or a team leaders seeking for new talent, what would it be?
1: Yeah, so uh, essentially, it is what we were discussing just get informed about what is important during the recruitment, what you need to understand from people who are interested in your company. And as an applicant, first like define what is important for you Or what are the must-haves or the deal breakers also at a company so that you know exactly what is going to make you happy and you don't need to be jumping from one job to the other. There's a lot of people trying to come up with numbers of how long you need to stay at a company. Like if you don't change jobs every two years, you're going to get stuck in there and you're not going to grow And it's not true. I mean, if you're truly happy at a company, if you can see the company thriving and you can see yourself growing with it at the same time, then you're definitely going to succeed with the company and you should stay there to get the prize. I mean, if you put hard work into it, why not staying until the end to get the prize, right? So I wouldn't follow any of this standardized advice that you often read on the internet, I would just like follow what you have defined as your path towards achieving your goals and like follow your heart to know where you can be happy and where you can grow the most professionally.
0: I love it, Gaby. Some people aren't quite taken by the idea of following their gut. But I do believe it to be part of everything. Even going into a job interview, your gut can make you lean one way or another for a candidate, but we can't just rely on that. So having technological tools to support us is fantastic.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, technology is here for a reason. It just wants to make our life easier. And uh, if we don't take the advantage of that, then we're just going to be a or behind all the other companies that are using it.
0: I definitely agree. Now, if you could recommend a book or podcast related to what we've discussed here today or that has helped you along your way, which would it be?
1: So honestly, I read a lot of books on entrepreneurship. I'm not sure this is going to be interesting for all of our audience, but there is like a big movement here in Latin America, especially in Mexico for startups that are coming here that are finding our country interesting to build their companies because there are a lot of resources, there's a community, you know, like uh, people that you can discuss with and you can share your experiences as a founder or as an entrepreneur. There are a lot of communities, but I'm part of one of the communities. And this community was built by one founder that came to Latin America to start his company and then realized that he wanted to give back to the people because of what he learned from also others. So there's this book that really helped me a lot because it not only talks about like the technical things of building, it also talks about like the emotions and the personal life that is going parallel to this path. It's called Viva the Entrepreneur. And it also mentions like a lot of references to this book by Peter Thiel from Zero to One, which also talks about the same path that we live as founders and entrepreneurs. But yeah, I don't have recommendations that can come suitable to the whole audience. But for entrepreneurs, I definitely have a lot of or more of those.
0: No, but it's very valuable because there is a plethora of entrepreneurship literature and having specific recommendations is of great help. So thank you very much, Gabi. Finally, is there something else you'd like to say? Any last statement or something you'd like our audience to keep in mind when they think about Hitch?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what I mentioned before about Hitch, that. It can be flexible to each user needs. It's something to keep in mind because sometimes you hear like artificial intelligence or technology and you say, oh, no, that's not for me. I'm not there yet. I don't have a budget or I don't trust these kind of tools. And you just need to be open to to a little bit more of what you're using at the moment. Uh, we are super sure that we can totally help any company because we've done it already. So don't be afraid if you are in need of, or if you're a scaling team or building your team, feel free to reach out and we can find a way to help.
0: Perfect, Gaby. I'd like to thank you very much for joining us in the podcast. I find what you're doing to be extremely interesting and innovative, so it's great to hear about it. Again, thank you for coming and sharing your insights.
1: No, thank you for having me again and anytime.
0: And for everyone listening to this newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast, go check out Hitch's website, social media, and LinkedIn. If you're building a team, check them out. Reach out to Gabby. Don't forget to follow us, leave a rating and a review on whichever streaming platform you're using to listen to this podcast. And don't miss out on our audio articles written by experts across all our industries. And we'll see you next Monday with a new view from the top.